Uh, based on your research into astronomy um, and its link to Aboriginal culture, has that been your favorite discovery so far? Or do you have a favorite discovery, something that's... Um, as you've sort of been getting into your research and what you've been doing, have you found something that's really piqued your interest? Yeah, so, um, you know, just through the journey of, of trying to understand as much as possible and, and to understand this knowledge embedded in, um, you know, communities all across the country, what I, what I found really interesting is the fact that the knowledge within our stories is shared with civilizations across the world. So the Greeks and the Native Americans and the Babylonians and the Hungarians and, you know, all these different civilizations um, across time and space had very similar stories to us, particularly with the sky, associated to the sky. And so for me, it's not really, you know, it's not, um, not necessarily a discovery, but it's a mystery. You know, how are we... How are we so connected? We don't currently have answers to that. We don't understand how, um, you know, as the first um, and oldest civilization and, you know, the first scientists and the first astronomers, how do our stories connect us to to the entire world across space and time? Um, that's something that I, I find personally really interesting. Absolutely. Gosh, you're going to be scratching your head about that one for a while, I think. Um, <laughs> no easy answers there. Yeah, absolutely. There's um, there's a research um, grant that's recently been given in order to determine the answer to this, because um, it is it is a hugely important question to be asking. Yeah. Okay. So then, I guess um, oh, like what you're saying there is that there are some stories, um, I guess, particularly with the stars in the sky that Aboriginal culture shares, ancient Aboriginal culture shares with a lot of other sort of uh, cultures around the world as well. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Is there one like good example that you've got there ready for us? Yeah. So one that um, a lot of us have kind of heard about, and the the variation that I particularly um, enjoy is one from Mingeri country, uh, a little bit north of of Adelaide. And so this story looks at the Orion constellation, and Orion uh, is considered to be a hunter, and um, this story involves the Pallades cluster, which is like an open star cluster, um, just a bunch of stars that we can see, and it's beautiful to look at. Um, and this story associates um, or assumes that this, this cluster is, is a group of women, a group of sisters, Mingari sisters. Um, essentially, the story goes goes through this journey of the Mingari sisters trying to run away from this hunter um, because, you know, this hunter is is known across, you know, countries for for being the best hunter and being able to, to get anything they want. And they decide that they want one of these, these sisters or they want some of these sisters. Um, and so the sisters, you know, they're not about that. They're doing their own thing. And so they, they're running away from this hunter and, and getting chased. And um, eventually one of the older sisters sisters she stands up for the group and she says no I'm not doing this anymore um and she actually um fights back and she she fights the hunter um so this is you know associating Orion the constellation Orion to to a hunter 
and the Pleiades cluster to women or a group of sisters, that's something that we see in, you know, it's in about 97% of stories across um, Australia. Um, So that's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander stories about those, those two objects. About 97% of them have that, those same features, but then it's seen all across the world. Um, so it's something that, that's really relevant and, and um, consistent in Australia, but it's, it's also seen all across. Um, so, yeah, quite, yeah, quite interesting. No, that is a fascinating one. And i uh, tell you what, we'll, you know, like there's so many theories around there, but uh, one theory that is just particularly interesting is that, um, what is it, the out-of-Australia theory? You know, like if a... Um, as Absolutely. If, yeah, as if, you know, like yeah. uh, human humanity started here and verged outwards, yeah. Um, yeah. which I think is fascinating. I mean, they're all sort of theories, but that's that, yeah. one, that one holds a bit of weight. There, there are, there's a lot more research, I guess, coming out in this and, and debunking the out-of-Africa theory. Um, there were already huge inconsistencies with it. Uh, and now this is again out of out of Australia is starting to pick up more traction. But it's it's very, yeah, it's very interesting to see how how that kind of ends up because it's not always like reading the history of um, you know how the out of Africa theory became popularized. It wasn't so much about the the scientific conclusions, but more about the the lack of conclusions that they could draw. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Yeah, absolutely. I hope uh, we get to see it within our lifetime, at least. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, what advice would you give to any young Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander kids out there who might see science as, you know, not something that they can they can accomplish or something that um, isn't really for them? Yeah, like that's just not true. You know, it's it's in our culture. Something that I've has really helped me. Um, is like getting an understanding off off the sky and getting an understanding off, you know, the physics and the world has actually really helped me understand myself and helped me understand, you know, my my community and our stories. And so, you know, this is something that is hugely relevant to us, um, hugely culturally relevant to us. You know, we've been doing it for longer than anyone else on this on this planet. Um, and so I think, you know, it, it's, it is really important. It's really fun as well. It's really interesting. You know, we all love playing with our phones. We all love playing with our computers and our, you know, our tech. Um, and so I think, you know, if that is something that you are interested in and you do enjoy doing, you, you know, you like knowing about the new um, you know, the new technology that's coming out, or the new phones, or you know, the new games, or whatever it is. This is um, an area that can really support that interest, um, and it can really support community as well. All right, and um, I guess now since we've got you here for Science Week, why do you think? Uh, what do you think about Science Week, and why do you think it's it's special? Why do you think we need something like Science Week? I think it's important to bring something like science outside of the classroom. Like, we don't all enjoy school, and we don't all enjoy classrooms, and that's fine. Like, that's not something to be ashamed of. Like, me, myself, I I really struggled with school, and it was really hard. Um, And so I think this is a way for people who, you know, do have interest in science, and they they are interested in, you know, um, 
technology or whatever. It's a way for them to um, engage with it and, and play with it, but outside of the classroom where, you know, it's where we, we're presented science in a very different way in the classroom. And so it's a way to kind of step back from that um, and to, to have a, a bigger picture of what science is. Yeah, and I guess just how um, how deep it can go into our lives, because as you said, if you're even interested in in tech, obviously there's a whole lot of math and science involved in the you know your everyday technology that we use. Yeah, so math math is so hugely um, important for for all of this, all of science, um, and and you know that that was my my first passion. Math was my first passion, and I was really lucky to have that. But again, you know, I, I got that outside of the classroom. I was able to find that, um, and that was really given to me by an auntie, and I was lucky in that respect. Um, but, yeah, maths is, is the core of all of these fields. Um, and, you know, my passion is, is the sky and the stars and the galaxies, but maths got me there. Maths enabled me to get there. Yeah. What's um, maths is like that? that language that underlies everything. Mm-hmm. It's that, that secret, Absolutely. subtle language that totally would be worth uh, at, like learning. For you, uh, thank you very much, uh, Carly Noon, for chatting with us today. Final question, uh, for anyone else who'd like to find out more about science and get involved in National Science Week, where can they go? I mean, we're all the way up here in Broome, uh, but, um, you know, surely there's a few science things uh, happening around. Yeah, absolutely. There is... There are events happening all across the country. Don't worry, there are plenty of events happening in Broome. Um, so you can go to science, scienceweek.net.au or just Google National Science Week. Um, keep your eye out for posters in libraries and schools. There's events happening everywhere. So, you know, if this is something that you, you are interested in or you think you might be interested in, you know, go along, check it out. Yeah, just give it a shot. Get your hands dirty with some science. That sounds That's awesome. It. I guess with uh, so I do have one final final question with your line of work do you get your hands dirty with science or is it really more like theoretical um, work that you get to do yeah it's a bit of both I guess um, I, I do do a lot of theoretical stuff um, a lot of coding a lot of uh, doing making plots um, but I get to look at, at data at beautiful um, observations of our sky and of our galaxy and so in a sense for an astronomer, um, that's how we get our hands dirty, right? We get to see the universe and, um, you know, see it for, for what it is um, using our amazing telescope. So, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm a bit lucky. I've got a, a bit of both, both of those worlds. And uh, I don't know, does, does our world and our life seem a little bit smaller looking out there into the, uh, the, the bigger world, the bigger picture? You can look at this in two different ways. So in one sense... Yeah, we're we're so tiny. We're so small and insignificant, and you know, we our footprint in this universe is is nothing. Um, but on the other hand, we are the only um, life that we know of that has. Uh, sorry, the only planet that we know of that has life. We are the only example of. Um, you know, humanity that that we know of, and and so in that respect, you know, this is something really valuable. We need to take care of this, and we need to take care of what we have. Ah, uh, well, it has been absolutely awesome chatting with you. I'm not just saying that for radio. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, it's been really fascinating finding out. Um, 
I guess that other side, you know, I never really get to experience all that being over here on radio, but I get to experience them through my guests. So that, um, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, Carly, and uh, all the best. You're off to, um, I guess, go to uni now, eh? I'm going to do those those plots that I was talking about. All right. Well, all the best to you. And, uh, hey, if you're ever up in Broome, make sure you come along and uh, visit us here at Galari. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Matt.